You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. Have you and your friends failed to stop an authoritative dictatorship just to then make a plan to counter that dictatorship, but failed to find said dictator? Did you have a year to master all four elements only to have your deadline cut short because of a pesky comment? And were you part of one of the most magnificent conclusions to one of the most iconic shows in animated television history? Uh, If you answered yes to these questions, then you may or may not have been a part of book three of Avatar The Last Airbender, which we will be talking about today. Uh, And by we, I am referring to myself, Nick, one of your hosts at Systematic Ecology, and my other two uh, incredibly good-looking hosts, uh, Kino and Christian. Kino, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Listen, I am excited about this book because this journey is like bittersweet like this 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 is like <sighs> it shouldn't end but i understand it has to but i can't <laughs> wait to just get to get into it that's 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 how i'm feeling yeah i'm gonna articulate just how much of uh, a hole in my heart this watching this uh ending of the show happens every time and then i'm yeah. just in a perpetual cycle of rewatching avatar the last airbender uh but christian how are you i'll i'll second that the bittersweetness it's good, uh, but every time it hurts, it, it's got to end at some point in time. And let's, we're going to talk about it today. Yeah, uh, we are. Uh, I'm so happy. I can hear, I can hear the passion in our voices. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited, and I think our listeners will either love it or cringe. Uh, but uh, we're, we're assuming that you're Avatar people, so you'll, you'll be crying along with us and, and feeling the passion. Um, but before we dive in, uh, I want to ask what y'all have been nerding out on lately. Uh, Christian, why don't you start us off with what you've been nerding out on lately? Yeah, sure. Uh, the latest in the VHS series, which is a bunch of found footage horror films kind of packaged together for little vignettes. Uh, VHS 85 just released. Not my favorite in the whole series, but uh, I'm a sucker for found footage. So they had me regardless of what they did. So I did enjoy that. Okay. I don't think I knew you were a found footage guy. So Blair Wish Project and all that, your jam. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Complete and utter sucker. Oh, nice. I've watched so many bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there the, those found footage ones are hit or miss, and I won't lie, uh, whether or not those those scare me every time. The found footage, like people have showed me Paranormal Activity without the sound, uh, and it is not scary, but it still scares me every time. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know what are you nerding out on lately? Uh, um, so I I just finished watching uh, Castlevania the new the new season, um, mm. and man, that. Yeah, I can't wait for the second season to drop because because I, I I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not watched it. Um, so I, I'm gonna just just yeah, I just can't wait for the second season to drop. <laughs> what streaming service is that on? Net- Netflix. Okay, okay. It's I on Net- it's on Netflix. Homework. Yeah, it's on, it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if y'all have not seen Castlevania, please please watch it. Watch it. Just just watch it because uh, yeah, this this spinoff is going in a good direction. Like it's it's still tying everything together, which is which is good. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that because I was talking yeah. to a friend about the spinoff, and uh, now that I hear a positive review, I got to go and watch it. Oh, sorry, sorry, mm. you you will not be disappointed. Okay, you will not be. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is keeping that same that same production going Ooh, yeah. in the same in the same. But it, it's it's again they just they just. Took a little branch and they branching off, but it's still all connected. I, I'm all this, 
again, I'm not. I don't want to say nothing else. I don't want to spoil it for nobody. But I, I liked it, and I watched it again. No, just, just, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch it too, probably right after we get <laughs> off of here. Uh, I've been, I've been nerding out on Teen Titans late, lately. Oh, the animated series ooh. from Cartoon Network. It's on Prime, and so I just kind of stumbled upon it on accident. And I was like, what the heck? All five seasons and the movie. So I have been yeah. uh, rewatching and didn't know it was part of the uh, the Batman animated series around that same time, too. So I think I'm just going to do a little deep dive into that little universe. So apparently the one it's not like canon, but apparently the production okay. lined it up. So like once Teen Titans end ended like then in the Batman they were like, oh, Robin's back from the Titans, you know, making kind of references. <laughs> so it's not so I'm, I'm going to do a little deep dive. It's 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 very, very nostalgic. And my uh, my cartoon uh, crushes of Raven and Starfire have definitely I'm mm. like, man, I remember that being a kid. Very interesting. Solid choices. Yeah, very solid. Uh, okay. Thank you. As I confirm my own taste in women uh, based on the <laughs> animation. <laughs> uh, so, uh, listeners, before we dive into uh, more affirmations and speculations on, uh, I don't know, beauty standards. I don't know. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dive in into Avatar Book 3 before I get in trouble. So, uh, here we are at the conclusion of Book 3 and Avatar The Last Airbender series. Um, and I, like I said, every time I get here, I feel a little void in my soul begin to form. Um, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of book three, what were your initial reactions to this book when you first watched it? And what has it meant to you since then? And this is everything it's been building up towards. You have Zuko finally becoming the man he was always meant to be. You have Aang figuring out how he works within the Avatar system. Uh, you have Katara becoming a better waterbender, learning bloodbending as well against her will. Uh, Sokka becoming his own man, like a non-bender, figuring out how he can still fight on the front lines. Toph, of course, being the best character in the show, you know, immune to her own criticism when the Ember Island players are playing, like when she's cast as a man there. Perfection. And we get the resolution of the show, too. Like, I, as I was watching this for the first time, man, it just solidified my love for the series overall. I I can't I I can't say anything else because Christian has said it all. Like like <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even trying to be funny. Like like no, I agree with everything that he's saying. Like like these characters evolved. They they arrived in in their own form and fashion by the end of the series. Um, where you saw how every season, every chapter. Every everyone had emphasis on some type of highs and lows, but this book, how can I say? Because I don't, I don't, I don't want to take take what Christian said because he said he said it all. Like that's it. That's it. I'm just gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. No, it's it's so you know the main our main characters of Team Avatar just get there right. They just they get there. And I think when I watched it as a kid, like I, I was more of like a casual nerd. And I think I was more of a nerd than I like to admit to myself growing up. Um, you know, I think I was always like, if I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, like I'm, I'm not that type of nerd, you know, <laughs> even though I had a I always wanted to play and just resisted it for some reason. Um, but 
I, I was more about like the action and stuff. And so, of course, you know, Kino and Alva and Christian and I were talking about how awesome the last episode of this series is and just the action and the fighting. And I remember that standing out to me and, of course, Toph becoming a metal bender. Um, but I think there was something internal. And I remember kids talking about like, oh, the redemption arc for Zuko. And I was like, I mean, I guess, you know, but as I've gotten older and revisited <laughs> it, it's like all of that and just how I think I subconsciously just everything about the growth of these characters and like the forgiveness that Uncle Iroh extends to Zuko. And Uncle Iroh was probably one of my favorite characters of the whole series when I was a kid too. And just all, all of that, I think yeah, has yeah. just yeah, this is, influenced this is, my this taste. This is a continuation because I said Iroh was a beast and this, yeah. is, this is where we see Iroh become a beast. Like, like he is, he is the, he, I think he's the greatest fighter in this, in this series. Like, like I'm not talking in terms of skill. I'm not talking about strength wise. I'm talking about skill wise. I'm talking about. I say Iroh's very, very skilled fighter, and he knew how to. He knew how to leave when it was necessary, but he knew what the objective was. And the objective was always to win the battle. Yeah, it was I think too. To you always, you know, with the pie show, you know, him playing that, and like the tie, you know, the white lotus and stuff, the tile, and just seeing how that translates to how carefully coordinated and powerful he really is uh in the in the end here and i think i even think about the part when the comet comes and he starts mm -hmm. breathing when they're about to assault bossing say and the flames are just rising with his breath and you're like oh it's about to happen let's go dude yeah yeah listen listen that whole one of the one of, I don't, okay so i have to ask gentlemen because i don't remember and i'm praying that we did um did we ever talk about the music in this series barely yeah not, yeah not so enough. so 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 and 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 in my opinion i think this this season had the best music out of all like how everything especially no i'm well so i have to say uh one of my favorite um episodes was the fire um the fire the fire masters Yes, Firebending Masters. Firebending Masters. Yeah, that that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, only because that's you know Zuko comes back and he's trying to figure out how to introduce himself back into the crew, and he's like, you know, I'm here, guys, and nobody wants to hear that. Get away from me. Get away from me. And he burns Toph's <laughs> feet. Like it, it's it's really bad. He's talking to a frog. He's trying to figure out like how can I. Get... Anyway, anyway, but but. The music, the music in that in that episode, like when they get to, um, oh Jesus, what's the name of the uh, camp? Not the camp, but the ruins. Um, the fire, not the first. Uh, what, they, what did Zuko call them? Um, I'm sorry. I know the ruins were the camp. It's not the. I'm trying to remember. It's not the the Sun Warrior. Is it the Western Air Temple that they're at, or no, somewhere no, yeah, else? Yeah, they're, they're at the Western Air Temple. But when this is where uh, Zuko. And uh, Aang go to the oh, oh with the Sun Warriors, Sun Warriors. Thank you, the Sun Warriors. Um, but I was trying to remember the name of it there. Uh, there, well, anyway, anyway. But the music in that in that in that whole episode, especially at the end when the um, when the dragons come together, oh yeah, and they uh, judge them worthy as quote unquote 
yeah, like they see the different colors of the flames. Like, yeah, this is this is yeah. It's like, yo, yo, this is this is cool because because remember in the first season, um, Aang would refuse to use uh, firebending after he had burned Katara's hands, and mm-hmm. so when he was going through this particular episode, he was struggling. Um, but yeah, yeah, I it was the music too, though. That's that's. The, the music was very captivating. So, so like, like when you watch this again, this series again, just listen to the music because it all. And 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 funny enough, the the last episode in relation to the music um, is is I think an extended version of the opening credits, opening and end credits. Oh yeah, I think it is. Think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so, but the music uh, just mm, yeah. And if you get, if anybody out there in Kino use well, if you're a vinyl lover, uh, they actually Nickelodeon just released the. I think it's either book one, and I think they're testing out, or it's the whole series. But they they basically reorchestrated and remastered oh. all of it, and now mm. they're selling it the soundtrack, uh, uh, and it's it's on vinyl only. I think you might be able to get it. I think you can stream it somewhere, but it's oh, it's on oh, vi- physical like, media. It's on vinyl. I would literally have to just because I don't have I don't have a vinyl. I don't know vinyls around. I would buy it just for that. That's that's how I am as well. I, that, I, I'm like, like literally. I'm like, you, you, no, I kid you not. I'm thinking about just just for that, <laughs> just that alone. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, you're talking about the music, but I think you talked about, um, you know, Zuko burning uh, Toph's feet as he's trying to get integrated with the team. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Aang not doing firebending because he burned Katara's hands. And there's this kind of like parallel between the two. But fire, obviously, is like the theme of book three. Right. And yeah. at the beginning of the episode, uh, as Aang, I'll, I'll kind of read my question out here in a sec. But I feel like it's a great transition to talk about how when Aang is wrestling with his identity at the beginning of the first episode, which is called the awakening at the end of the episode, he ends up setting his air glider on fire. And so his former identity is like symbolized as being burnt away. Um, And, and I think that's such a, such a cool thing. So, you know, so book three starts off with Aang waking from a coma after suffering a serious lightning attack from Zula at the end of book two. Right. So that's a fire attack transitioned us to waking uh later for book book three fire um and we talked about you know in the past how about the trauma that team avatar has experienced and they continue to experience uh throughout the show um but Aang wakes up from his coma in a fire nation ship thinking that he's been captured only to encounter his friends on the deck so unsurprisingly he faints from the shock of just taking in too much at once um, and additionally, Aang finds out that everyone thinks he's dead in the world. So naturally, he has a hard time with that. Um, and he's resistant to allowing himself to remain dead because he wants to help people. And he realizes he can't um, because he has to remain uh, ambiguous or uh, undercover so they can successfully defeat the Fire Nation. Um, but he eventually comes to embrace it. Um, like I said, he kind of embraces it and he burns his air glider and he's like, OK, we got it. Let's do this. Um, but why do you think it's so difficult for him at first to accept um, the, that everyone thinks he's dead? And why does this set the tone for the book? He's a kid and he's having to wrestle with his mortality at such a young age. Like it's always been a thing, like in the back of a mind, like they're trying to like capture or kill me, the Fire Nation. But like it actually almost happened. Yeah. And now he's got to go through this 
Like people think I'm gone. What do I do with myself now? Is the world better off with me gone? No, I can't force this responsibility on, you know, the earth kingdom kid. That's going to be the one who has to become the avatar next. Excuse me. No, uh, water tribe, right? Water tribe. Uh, like that's, I can't do that. that. There's no time for that. We have to get things done now because if we don't, they're going to win. And the cycle could very well be destroyed for the avatar if he died for good. So all that on this, what, 12, 13 year old kid. Well, no wonder it's taken him so long to get rid of the past. He shouldn't have to at that age. Yeah, I just, you know, just reflecting on the mortality of this kid and talking about the past, like his past is barely even a past, right? And his conscious <laughs> past is like half his life, you know? And, I, you know, I hadn't even really thought about him. Like he, he's the avatar, right? He's got a responsibility, but he's 12 or 13. And they're like, okay, also your responsibility. Everyone thinks you're dead. So now your whole identity is basically been erased, you know? In the way that you see it, right? I mean, as a 12 or 13 year old, your whole identity is wrapped up in how people perceive you, right? What kind of clothes am I wearing? You know, you start becoming aware when people start, you know, uh, addressing your hair or your weight or stuff like that, right? And you're like, oh, geez, I never thought about these before. Um, and Aang having to think about, um, like you said, his mortality and his responsibility on a global political level, Um it's pretty interesting. It's pretty pretty heavy. And not not only that, but then the other aspect of what Aang's responsible for, he's the rallying cry of this war. And so now the comet is coming and people have died and we failed. And now I I can't and people think I'm dead. That that, that doesn't work. I, I was just I was just getting to where I had everything going like it's supposed to be. And now I'm dead. I can't, I can't be dead. I can't, no, I can't, no, I got to keep going. So, so he was, a, it was a struggle for him um, trying to grasp with the weight of the responsibility and then knowing that it's all on him. And it, and it has literally in his mind, he, he failed. He failed. Like in his mind, he failed. Like, like this was the chance that they thought that they had before the comet came um, to really, to really, you know, end the war and to make sure that this is this is it. But but the war keeps going, and now the world thinks he's dead. Yeah, leaving leaving off uh, season two or book two rather with the uh, with the day of Black Sun and just totally just messing it up, um, right? Or is that is that later in season three? Or is that like at the beginning of season three and then he messes up even more and then goes? I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't either. I think think it's actually in the middle of season three. So I don't think we've gone to the day of Black Sun because I think I think season I think book three does this thing where they yeah, where book three is like, oh, look at this. The day of Black Sun. We totally got it. Like everything's going to be great and fine and dandy. And then it's absolutely not fine and dandy. Um, And then we have then the comets coming. And of course, Zuko. Uh, you know, like you said, finds Team Avatar, and then he's kind of like our little. He has his redemption arc, and has a, is a little Deus Ex Machina to a certain extent for for Ang. Um, okay, so just kidding about that. But um, I think you know, just just going back on like the failure and and who he is as a kid and dealing with all that. And I, I had brought up his identity, but I think that it really is like. <sighs> at least in this lifetime, right? His past lifetime, he was a kid just enjoying his life at the air temple. 
and he rejects his identity as the avatar right and so then he comes back in this world and that's all he is right i mean he's got he's his friends to Sokka and katara and later to Toph and and other and other people um but in this one it's hey you're awake oh by the way you're the avatar hey things are bad you should probably save us now um and he's been wrestling with that in the span of the in with within less than a year basically and uh you know now i'm just trying to imagine the tr- like the crazy like i would probably go insane if i was ang like you wake up mm. you're like i'm i'm just a boy i've rejected this oh by the way you're the avatar it's been 100 years better figure things out defeat this dictator change the world oh by the way now everyone thinks you're dead lay low stop doing what you've been doing um which is just it's just crazy and i think and it, and, and and you have hair and you have hair now. <laughs> and you have hair. <laughs> and like the the spiciness between him and Katara keeps like, we're like, what's going to happen? Amping up. And then, you know, it, it, Katara's not into it, but then she is like, what's happening? So all, all that mixed in there. Um, yeah. But, you know, identity is a huge theme for the characters in Avatar and like we said at the beginning, we we see just how far each character develops in book three. Um, and we get arguably one of the most, if not the most iconic redemption arcs in TV history with Zuko, you know, realizing his father's evil um, and his, his father's evil ways after earning his respect and acceptance, uh, you know, after book two and betraying Aang and, and that team avatar. And then even after he gets his respect, he's like, no, you're evil you know, redirects lightning at him and goes to save Iroh. Um, and he goes to do right by helping team avatar. Um, but besides this obvious example, cause it's an easy one. It's a cheat code. If we're talking about identity and character development in book three, um, what is, or are your favorite character developments in this book? So I, mine, <clears throat> mine is tough because she and and it's nothing about her character. I'm talking about. Let me be more specific. How she mastered metal bending. Like it was. It was her understanding that it was still all elements that you could still feel and see for her. And being able to then understand that and unlocking that. That who that that was. That's that's where metal bending came from. Just like being able to see it in a different way. Because. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, we had the the third eye guy, um, Combustion Man. Combustion Man. That's what I was trying to. I think it was the finish like Boomy Boom Man. I can Sparky Sparky Boom Man. <laughs> <laughs> it was Combustion Man, and then um, what was the other person that we had up in there that had those other abilities that weren't um, bending? Oh, the Swamp build, Benders. The That's right. Bending the Sand build, Benders. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So so we saw how there were different iterations of bending throughout the whole world. Um, but 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 when you see Toph take something that literally it, it looked like she was gone, because you're in a cage, you're in a metal cage. Like they thought about it. I gotta get they they thought about it. You know what? They had a they had the right plan. They had the right plan, but they had the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had the wrong one. They had the wrong one. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. To, to me, I would say Toph had the the best character development in terms of her skill. I'm not talking about like like emotions and all that stuff. No, I'm talking. About sure, her. sure. She she powered up like that. Oh yeah. 
for me, one of them is Iroh in that he is a very wise man, but he has kind of neutered himself in a sense. He's, I can't go against my brother. He's family. And like, I may raise Zuko a little bit differently, but that's like a very small rebellion. Like, no, I actually have to actively fight. I have to get, you know, the white Lotus together. We've been way too passive on this regard. We've got to unite, show the world we can unite. The man lifts to make, get some gains. He looks pretty dang good. Breaks himself out uh, during that, what was it, the the Black Comet, whichever one it is. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Firebenders aren't yeah, yeah, yeah. supposed to be able to use. And gets the White Lotus together. They start taking names and organizing resistance. That, that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't realized, I've been way too passive. I need to actually, I'm responsible for some of what's happened because I did nothing. And then I'll throw Katara in there as well. And like her anger against Zuko for like essentially causing Aang to die for a bit and not wanting to forgive him. But also she meets the guy who killed her mother mm-hmm. and she has that moment. She could she has him dead to rights. There's nothing he can do to stop her. But for her, it would be a terrible thing to kill him in that moment because it's turning into murder rather than, you know, say he was attacking someone else and she killed him in self-defense of that person. No, this is about revenge. And it's also about how she feels towards Zuko and like, Oh, if I can forgive this person who killed my mother, I can forgive Zuko too. He's part of our gang here. We're going to work this out. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Took uh took my Katara one, but I'll, I'll kind of take oh. that in and I'll, I'll take a different <laughs> spin on it just because her, you know, she's Katara has gone through this whole thing. And I think there's a different aspect where, you know, on top of that, you know, where she, was kind of a waterbender with no master and then she goes and finds a master or she gets a water scroll first right and she starts learning and she's kind of practicing with ang and then she goes to the other the northern water tribe and they're like Ugh, girls can't be fighters like you can heal people and so she goes through that journey and proves herself um and then of course we get to this book where um you know she learns how to blood bend essentially too mm-hmm. by accident right with with the uh, the captured waterbender lady, I can't ever remember her name. Um, Hama, Hama, and how Hama is like very simple. Like they're both, you know, to uh, to a certain extent, the same people who experience violence and life altering scenarios that stem from the Fire Nation attacking them and their families and homes. And uh, Hama is like the very negative uh, manifestation of like just revenge and kill and and do everything you can to um enact you know revenge and punish and justice um and katara wait no 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 resist resist na, na. i understand i understand Bahama was doing her thing to support the war okay yeah she was trying she was trying to do what she could to support the war and and you got to remember, she had a she had a she had a rough she had a rough life. Like they snatched her up, like she couldn't do anything. You know, she she I think she said she was she eating rats. Is that what it was? She was eating rats. Yeah, she was eating rats. Mm-hmm. She was eating rats, and she, it, she was eating rats. Okay, so no 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 no. She was like, no, nah, I got these rats now. No, nah, I got y'all. If I can if I can get these rats to be my minions, I got y'all. 
in uh I think that, you know, for me, because I think with the into the logic of the show, I think with the internal dialogue, I think that's kind of the message they're sending. But I agree with you that I think that it's more nuanced than that. And I think part of why Avatar is so good, because now we're talking about like ethics. Right. Mm -hmm. And when a government with lots of power has the ability to enact violence, the type of response as far as like the degree in which what is the vi- what is the right response to a super world superpower that's enacting violence when the little bit of violence you're enacting um, isn't even maybe even out of revenge but just more of like survival um, mm-hmm. you know and I think we get both of those questions both of those things where we see that and I think the show shows her as like becoming like decrepit and vengeful but her story is not that way but i or am i or do you am i wrong in that in the way that she's depicted no she she's so so they i i believe they do protect her um i can't get the word out they she is depicted as someone is evil yeah yeah she could do the blood bending like that that is that is evil let's just be real blood bending is evil because you can actually control someone as a puppet master that's what that's what the whole thing was called anyway the episode was called like when she when she showed her that you can take water from anything and she sucked the water out the uh out the grass she was like oh "Oh, who is who are you? (laughs) 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 Who are you, man? But 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 the reality is it and and so and so if you're thinking about like morality and and what what it constitutes just and justice and unjust and all that other justifiable action justifiable war and all those like you can't you there's no justification because it all comes from a selfish perspective anyway it's coming from a perspective of i'm trying to protect me from you period yeah and and it, and 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 that type of understanding, yeah. This is always it's always gonna be flawed. That's what I'm saying. It, when you're always thinking about yourself and you're only concerned about yourself, then you then yes, you I, I would blood bend anybody too. I, I would I would try to control. I, yes, you have me eating rats and trying to survive. Yeah, yes. If I was a waterbender and I could try to figure, yes, I'm gonna figure out however I could. I'm sitting there just like this is this is the worst thing ever. They got me in this hot this hot heated room with um just just dry air. And no there's no steam. There's just dry air. And then nothing but in here but rats. That's it. They wouldn't give me no water to drink. So yeah, no. So so yeah, I, I understand her her perspective now. I don't I don't again, I don't agree with her methods. Um because again, you're you're a puppet master. Like that's that's very that's no, that's 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 that we that's weird. I that's weird. <laughs> just that's weird. Like like let's think about this, yo. You you have the ability to control the blood in somebody's body, yo. Like that's weird. <laughs> I am here for weird. I am here for the freaking Hama hype though. Like I'm here for you. <laughs> like you're just like, no, dude. We 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 missed that aspect. But I think that's it's just part of too about how characters in the show, even the side characters that are here for like an episode are so nuanced and feel so real Um, yeah because because the other thing i'm sorry to cut you off but the other thing the other great thing is like like think about it when when in book three when when ang and the crew is going through the fire nation and and they are enmeshed and grain into the society throw the whole party and everything like 
yo, like this is let you know, like war is is affects everyone differently. Because even even in that scene, there was still they were still a colony, and and uh, it's always gonna be a snitch. It's always gonna be a snitch. So listen to me, Pete. Okay, it's always gonna be somebody's gonna tell on you. Somebody's always gonna tell on you. Okay, when there's a crowd around, somebody's gonna say something. So don't do it. That's my point. Don't do it. Okay? That's legitimate. <laughs> don't do it. As a, yeah. I'm not even a year into high, being a high school teacher. And any t- I have literally gotten every single one of my <laughs> students to snitch every single time. It is so easy. <laughs> it is. It is. Like, all you got to do is just butter them up. They'll, they'll, they'll fold. They will fold right down. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you're a great kid. I appreciate you, the work you do in class. Uh, What's going on? What's going on? And they're like, this guy did it immediately. You know, like without like it doesn't even take two tries. One try every time. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, you know, and I think about um, just these characters and how they develop because Katara goes and she gets the she learns about the guy who killed her, her, her mom. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and she, instead of what Zuko kind of tries to use his kind of understanding of the world to then heal his relationship with Katara and her and her trust. Um, and ends up giving her what she needs. Right. She forget, or I don't know if she, she doesn't forgive him. I don't think, but she chooses not to kill him. Right. And yes. I think it's, it, it's this, this moment that, moves Katara into a level of maturity. And I think it probably impacts the way that she water bands for the rest of the series. But I think that part of what makes these character development so great. And I've talked about this in other podcasts is that great shows will take evil and make the evil means or the weapons of the enemy and use them as the catalyst into the growth of the, the good guys mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. you were talking about with Toph, they made the plan, right? It was the right plan. They got the metal cage in a in a in an earthbender, and she's on top of that, she's blind. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was the very means by which like, she was able to level up, and she she became a super hardcore secret weapon in the war in the final episode when she puts the armor and rips apart uh, the uh, the zeppelins or whatever. And then, you know, uh, who did you say? Oh, and Uncle Iroh, too. He's in the prison, right? And in his prison, that's when he starts working out and he starts kind of reflecting on his life and is like, no, I need to like go out and actually actively resist my my family here if if, if the world's going to gonna thrive. And similarly with, uh, with Katara, she gets the means of revenge. And it, that experience was what she needed to not enact revenge, but move on. And, and and mature as a character. So I think this show takes evil and puts it on his head and gives the characters the catalyst to be better uh, individuals um, in part of their development. So, yeah. Uh, so other than the themes, the animation uh, in this book is just absolutely incredible, right? Uh, from Kantara's water bending, Toph's metal bending, the dancing dragons, right? That, that Kino had alluded to earlier, Zuko and Azula's Agni Kai. I mean, the list could go on and on and on, right? But what are your most memorable animated moments in this book? And why does your example like stick out to you? Why do you think it's so good? Please, please let me go first. Do please it. let do me it. go first. Go for it, man. Because, because it's, it is, it is the reason I am an advocate of this show. It is this point in the show alone. It is Zuko and Azula's fight scene. The fight scene between these two at the height of a comic, 
where where you have them fighting for not only each fighting against each other because it's brother and sister. This is brother and sister, but this these are enemies. Um, the this is a male versus a female. This is the blue flame versus the the orange flame. This is this is um the old guard versus the new guard. There's so many analogies that go on in this episode and how they shoot this thing and the music behind that whole thing. Like that whole scene is awesome. Like because you have. Again, this this is this is these are firebenders, and it's 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 imagine going to you know what boom boom imagine going to the sphere you know I'm, y'all heard about the sphere in in Las Vegas oh yeah 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 you see you see how like imagine imagine being inside that fight scene in the sphere that will be like epic epic okay that's what I'm talking about that's to me that's that's what that scene does. Like and that sets it up the whole narrative, like the how it's they fight. It's just it's crazy. I hate that she lose, and I hate that you know, uh, Katara like 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 freezes her in the water. But that was cool. Like that was real cool. Like like you because because again, this is the height of the comet. Two fire firebenders that are fighting at home. You're fi- they're fighting at home, <laughs> and and you're a little waterbender. You. You're just you're just poop. Like you you can't do anything. You just just you, your water doesn't even dice douse the fire. It's just it just causes steam to come up. That's it. But somehow, some way, she gets her entrapped in some water. She's able to move. Katara, I'm talking about Katara. She's able to move. Oh, this I'm telling you that 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 to me is is and and the other reason other reason this is why um, when I first saw that scene this is this was when. Um, this has had to be when iPhones, where you could used to make your own ringtones. Yeah, see, I had an iPhone where I could make my own ringtone that I still have on my phone. I still, I still have my ringtone that I made. Um, not, but, but I was trying to make that that fight scene music my ringtone. Oh, I, I could never find that snippet. Um, <laughs> and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to edit like I do now. Cause I could do it now, but I ain't trying to do it. But 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 that that would have been my ringtone forever. Okay, yeah. I need to. Uh, I actually have been trying to think about. I need to rip some MP3s from uh, from YouTube and make because I've I've had I've had the South Park theme song as my ringtone for a while, and maybe I need to transition to Avatar music. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, um, Goku's uh, Kamehameha is my my uh, text text receiver. Uh, that's uh, uh, nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. You know, th- this question kind of puzzled me for a bit. Cause I, I never think about animation while I'm watching it. Yeah. So I had to think like, it's not that I don't appreciate it. Obviously I'm watching an animated program, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think actively this is good animation. So I had to think, look back. And to me, uh, kind of a different answer would be Yang, uh, not Yang, Ang talking to his previous, to the previous avatars, and the animation that shows the subtle differences between every single one of them, mm-hmm. like Aang's more, you know, calmer demeanor as opposed to like, uh, oh, goodness gracious, uh, Sozin and uh, Yang Chin and, oh, goodness gracious, who are the others? Karuk and I, sh- not uh, uh, Earth, the other Earthbender. Kiyoshi, or, oh. right? Kiyoshi, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And 
how they all in the scene, because we were talking before this, uh, we're not big fans of, uh, at least Nick and I are, I don't know how Kino feels, on how things were resolved with the energy bending at the very end of the show so that we don't have our child killing a person in a children's program. But because uh, we get in the scene Wait. like they're all focused on, hey, you have to kill the Fire Lord. Even Yang Ching is like, hey, I was an airbender, too. But you got to think about the world versus yourself. And you see the turmoil in Aang's face and the animations just kind of perfectly in there. I love that scene. Like I said, not too big on how they handled it eventually, but I also understand why. Yeah, no, that's that's great because you had me thinking like the level of detail that they placed in an American animation to go that deep to every sub character even had their own kind of storyline where it's still all connected in some fashion which which is an awesome thing but i gotta ask you all like what was your issue about the 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 taking the 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 bending away like what's the issue oh uh, it's poorly foreshadowed and it serves as a way for ang not to be able to you know murder someone on screen in a children's program it's still looking i mean it's nickelodeon still it's still nickelodeon yeah yeah I, i i get that but it's one of those things like even you can see lion turtles throughout the show uh, even like in the library episode, it's like, hey, a lion turtle. But like, we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. We only find like right before the very end. Oh, they're actually the ones who are in charge of energy bending. And you can take away someone's bending. And it's like, sure, I believe that's a thing in the world. But I need that to have been settled like forever ago. So that when it happens later on, I go, oh, OK. Yeah, you set this up beforehand early rather than like five seconds before it's going to get used. I, I, yeah, but but the world was ending. Okay, and and listen, Aang disappeared. Okay, and we were trying to figure out where he was because they could not find him. He was nowhere to be found. Like the little snot schnauzer, uh, ad oddvar uh, looking thing, um, trying couldn't find him. No, no, that don't don't. I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm not gonna let you do that. No, <laughs> no, because that was that was a high intense episode. Like literally, like like. For them to be trying to figure out, here we are. We had, we're coming to the end of of what we're trying to do, and you're gone. I think that you know, for me, it's not so much about the execution of it. I think it's just more of like it feels like it just comes in as like an easy option, where it comes in very quickly instead of like, and even not as an easy option. I would say. I just think it's. I think it's more of just like it's right before the episode's done extremely well. No, so so yeah, so yeah. no 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 no. So you all don't understand the concept that they was introducing about energy and transference. And no, I understand. Yeah, no, no. I just think it was uh, poorly handled. Uh, yeah. That part is uh, great. Like that, like the actual energy transference, yeah. like that part, like the ending is great. Like that, as far as like how Aang wrestles and then like his spirit almost overcomes him. And, yeah, then, no, and yeah, then he no, does so, that. Part's so, no, great. no, 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 no. You do not understand energy transference let me let me let me help you to think about what i'm pointing out to you all okay and and i i understand how it would seem like it was it was brought in without any really in-depth explanation um and and it really didn't and i and trust me i understand we're trying to be respectful of the second um iteration which is uh cora i get it Mm -hmm. Uh, but 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 what i'm pointing out is is that when ang meets the guru and he talks about the chakras. Yeah. 
what that does is that that is that is that is again that's a flow of energy and again we knew that his last chakra was blocked let me ask this question let me ask this question because i only know are you either you are are, are ordained are you no, ordained clergy i was a, i was a licensed minister but i'm no longer yeah yeah no so neither one of you have been ordained no what i mean no, is, no that, that's what i'm saying so so you don't understand that's what i'm talking about is is that there's there's a different dichotomy that happens in in just even the simple act of that changes the dichotomy of that. And so what you see here is with the turtles, they are they are the ones who came in and introduced this whole thing because they've been around the whole entire time and no one really knew. They just been there. But the idea is that the transference of that energy from that supreme entity to him into another supreme entity. This is another supreme entity. To then re- that reaffirms the connection. And so that's that then that then propels Aang to have the power that he needs to conquer it in, in a way that fits him. Because again, that was his choice too. I like your um I like that yeah. I like your analogy, the connecting it between the ordination and kind of like the spirit the connection between the spirit of the saints, right? The transfer of like, right, that kind of kind of thing. And I think, you know, and I need to go back and watch the chakra episode. Cause if you're you know, and if I hear you saying it right, like that is the episode that like maybe brings brings in the that introduces that concept that kind of lays the foundation for energy transference and then ang fails to do it but then kind of meets the lion turtle receives like the power right and we learn more about that in depth and then of course you know at the last episode when he gets uh, his scar hit and opens mm-hmm. up that chakra he's then able to enter the avatar that state and then he's able to take away the bending and you're saying okay interesting christian what are you your response to that no i understand in world it works and i am i understand how it works i like how it works it's once again it's the execution of how it's introduced that i really have an issue with and the reason why it has to become a thing in that we have to take down uh, Ozai, and the only way to do that is to kill him. Is what everyone else is saying who's had experience in this. And then, no, suddenly there's another way out. And I would believe that more, even though I do believe in it, if it had been introduced earlier, if it had been explained better, and it doesn't feel like a cop out. That way, Aang can hold to his morals in this sense, which I, I agree he should, because that's who he is. I feel it would be very out of character if he did kill Ozai. But it's kind of an excuse. Oh, no, our main character has this dilemma. Well, let me solve the dilemma without actually, you know, oh. producing anything of effort. No, I, I get you. I get you. I No, I, that I understand. I understand that argument. I disagree, but I understand. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I disagree, but I understand. Because, because because the, the truth is, is that um, that was a lot of that was a lot of loose ends that they had to tie up that they didn't really consider how it would impact that the ending that, 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 and, and, and I, that uh, you have me thinking about um, how it could have possibly been better. Um, I, uh, again, I, 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 I see where you are, but I, I just can't cross over. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. you know, here yeah. we are. We're we're ecumenical on systematic <laughs> ecology. Uh, you know, we uh, we we come to different nerdy conclusions and sit in different nerdy camps, and we mm-hmm. uh, we love each other and work together and help each other uh, enjoy 
you know, nerdy series like this deeper, more deeply. Oh, yeah. uh, I love this. I love this. Uh, you know, and I think for me, because I, I think the animation, I think one of the things that they did, I don't know, have you watched the the Dragon Prince on on Netflix, Kino? I started it. Yeah. Um, I didn't finish it. It's definitely so. not as good. The animation style is a little weird. I don't know if you felt that way. I, um, I did. I, it's just it just wasn't that appealing to me. I don't I don't know. It, and it's interesting that I didn't I didn't think that there was trying to do something in that vein of Avatar. I didn't think about that because I was like, this ain't. It just won't. It just won't. I don't. I, maybe it just was a storyline. I don't know. But um, I watched it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I watched it's, it. Like I watched it. It was it was entertaining. Saying I'm not saying it wasn't good. It was entertaining. I just didn't like it. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I need to finish. I haven't finished it because I also I went through like there was one time I couldn't sleep and I just watched like the whole first season <laughs> in one night. Okay. And was bored and didn't know. And I was like, oh, the Avatar guys. And I was just hungry for something that just you know resembled something Avatar. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think they you can see some of that early onset kind of three D style in the the third season with like the battles, mm-hmm. you know, the different like submarines that are like fish or whatever, and the tanks, the um, the Earth na- the Earth Kingdom's tanks, and then you know yeah. the whole uh, when when a uh, Ang energy bends, uh, Ozai is fire bending. It's three D, and I think it actually mm-hmm. works in this show because you you know when you watch some anime that tries to include three D stuff, it doesn't work super well or just kind of. I don't know. It seems disjointed, and yeah, I I, I yeah. feel like the 3D animation, at least in this, was done in a way that was not as disjointed. Like you can tell, but it's not as disjointed. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, no. It, it was it was it was done. Listen, the truth is, this was a well executed series by Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, like, like it, there, there's, there's, there's hands down. This was, this was a great, um, show from top to bottom, like how they did everything. And the success of the show was, it was the appeal of how the story, the characters, the music, the writing, all of it, all of it, the animation, all of it pulled you in. Like anyone of any age could sit down and watch this and be pulled in at any point. Even even if you didn't like the show and if you heard the music, you're like, what is that? Like, what's what is this? It will pull you in in some aspect of it. Yeah, um, yeah Sokka's corny jokes or Iroh's uh, idioms or whatever. I don't know. But 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 the truth is that it would it would cause you to say okay wondering like let me pay attention to this um so no that the it was a it was because because again I, and i'm not trying not trying to be funny but it was it was it was a nickelodeon show like right I, it wasn't it the expectations was really low for them to do this type of stuff and um and for them to be able to to produce a well-written series that is still talked about years decades later um and and the fandom still loves it to the point where they are excited about the new live action that's going to be coming like like yeah no this that's that's that speaks volumes about how this thing was done 
and and the the you're right though but sometimes um series and and shows will try to do certain things and one of those for me um was it christian they told me or was it you nick i don't know one of y'all told me about beast wars it was christian it was christian it was christian it's christian told me about beast wars i think we was on another oh series. yeah it totally was that was christian yeah about beast wars yeah and then yeah, i think yeah. i think no and it was christian was it or was it adam about was because it was our Transformers episodes, right? Yes, it was. I don't. Okay, maybe it was that. both. Maybe it was both of them because they were like, "Oh yeah, you got to just got to work through it and get to it, right? Through the craft yes. animation and then move yes. forward." Which I have. Which I have. I've what do you think? Was it, it? Was it a good? Was it a good? No. Ha, well, yeah, no. Yes. No. No. So. <laughs> oh, okay, so okay. let me say this. Let me say. Let me say this. So the animation, no, but the storyline, yes. Okay. Okay. I feel like you. like I can I I I can rock with the storyline. So the storyline makes me be okay about the animation. Cause I'm like, I gotta remember this. This is this is they're trying to do something in 3D. Like literally, I have to treat it like it's the 80s. It's it's a, it's a it's a time piece. That's that's the way you have to see it. It is a time piece. That is that is the early 2000 Yahoo, uh, Nokia flip phone, Motorola Razor time of the world. You know what I'm saying? Where CDs were still the thing, and everybody had their own collection. Yeah, I think we forget that this was 20 years ago. And, you know, I'll do this and then move to our last last question. But just the, the animation style, you know, and I brought up Teen Titans and it's good animation, right? It came out around mm-hmm. the same time as Avatar. Mm-hmm. But the way that Avatar really did revolutionize the fluidity of just their animation style is just it's it's way ahead of its time. Like you can mm-hmm. see it in the Agni Kai between Azula mm-hmm. and um uh, and Zuko especially, and then of course with Aang and Ozai's fight, like it looks like something that could have been made five years ago. It you know? could. Oh, it still it still looks good today. That is the thing. It still looks good today, even though it is it is in a box. It's going to be in a box, right? Okay, because this is pre HD, and that's right. the that's the other thing. That is the other thing. It is pre HD. <laughs> <laughs> but it still looks good on high def. That's the other thing. You ain't cares in a box. <laughs> you don't care. That's the other thing. So so no, so no. Yes, yeah. This this is this is a time this is a timeless animation um that I'm it I'm I'm glad we're talking about it cuz this is this was a, this 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 particular and this particular book like every episode left you feeling wanting something more a hundred percent it kept it kept the it was it, and then the other thing was it was a slow boil on the back end about the comic and everything that once we got to the final episode oh and it was and it was a was it an hour long uh-huh i'm trying to i'm trying to remember when it first dropped it wasn't an hour long that was that was huge that was huge that was huge yeah, that was huge. It's the it's technically twenty one episodes because all the seasons are twenty episodes because that twenty that one episode mm-hmm. is just so. I mean, and it, and even with that hour, it feels like it's too short. It feels yes. too short. Like you, it, it feels like you you blink three or four times and you're like, it's over. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like I gotta yeah. watch it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So so to me, to me, thinking about them creating this in a live action, I'm like, what are you going to do? Are you are you going to mirror each episode or are you going to just try to keep a storyline fluid and carry us along and just put, put plug in things here and there and keep it all together? I don't know. But this is this 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 is the stuff I'm thinking about, because like those 
that's three seasons. You said 21 episodes, and the first two seasons was about 20 episodes, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the other thing. Like, the last the last episode was like an hour long. That was the other thing. Like, all of them was 20. Yeah. So, so like, and they were they were good. They were they were good in of themselves. Yeah, they could turn them. They could turn any of these into movies. That's oh, what I'm 100%, saying. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious as to how this is going going to pan out. Yeah, I agree. Action. I mean, it's like I said. I think we've talked about like there's going to be a, a animated movie that's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. They've got the live action. Like, and hopefully they can just continue the and just translate how epic and revolutionary the show was onto whatever uh new you know medium they decide to to do it and mm-hmm. uh it's a it's awesome um yeah. you know for for time's sake i think i think that we could probably end it here because i think that we just said we love the show we talked about how revolutionary it was and just how it continues to be revolutionary because we have more avatar coming uh content coming and and it's still it's still timeless it's still i i will probably watch it again before this year is out oh okay 100 percent. just just because like like just because it's just there <laughs> what, what i just i just watched yeah i rewatched uh the uh what episode was that was it painted lady oh the painted lady so good that when when she went when she went and, and helped the whole town uh-huh and uh, yeah she she was a uh, katara was was literally like doing something so great that that the deity was like, thank you so much. It's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that, it's just those little things like that that makes the show great. You know I me? Mean? Just, it's just those little details of, of, and that was just one episode. That was one episode in a whole arc that led us to the end as they made their journey through. And it's a one-off episode. Like it, like you said, it could be a movie in itself, but it also pays off because of how we've been journeying with the whole crew and then how it tri- how it works and integrates into the whole resistance against the Fire Nation. It's just, mm-hmm. it's every episode, particularly this, is just, I got to reemphasize what you said. You've said it all, but it's just, it's just that good. It's just that good. Yeah. So before, uh, you know, before you, Kino and I just go another half hour of just, talking about how awesome this show is which we could we absolutely could uh we 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 won't do that too but we we, you know you'll have some bonus content later and we'll we'll probably come back and do Korra, which i know we don't feel as strongly but still avatar content we'll talk about it it'll be it'll it'll still be fun um but uh do you have anything else you want to bring up kino before we before we wrap up and you give us recommendations no but but I, i will say that um being able to um no i, I don't want to say nothing else no because i just no no i no i'm just gonna shut up no i'm sorry no mic nothing. drop it's it's that good boom yeah. it is. uh what it you is. got anything you got to recommend any recommendations for our dear listeners kino um no unfortunately no because because i got a lot going on <laughs> i got a lot going on um, in my life, um, trying to make some transitions and and helping some families dealing with some death and some grief mm. type things. So, so I, I forgive me for for not because I always have something. I always try to bring you something. Um, um, the only thing I can bring you is this book that's right here next to me that I was looking at that I have to do for Bible study tomorrow is, is uh, who is Jesus and why is he important? 
This Ooh. is a really good book. This is a really good book. Like, like it's written by uh, Daniel Harrington. He's a Catholic priest. Um, but it's still, even though, even though I do not agree with all of the Catholic theolo- doctrines, I'm sorry, the theology is still the same because they still preach Jesus. They, 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 let me say this. Let me say this because I got a lot of folks that come to me like Catholics ain't Christians. No, it's not true. Catholics are Christians because they, they preach Jesus. They, 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 they have communion and they baptize. Okay. That's what Jesus said he's supposed to do. They do it. Now, now they do some other things. They do some other things. That's what I'm talking. Anyway, but no, he, um, he talks about the importance of Jesus and I like how he breaks it down. And so this is one of the books I'll be using in my Bible study. Um, so that's, that's, it's, it's a, it's a really good, uh, if you are trying to grow in your knowledge of Christ and as a disciple, I would recommend this book because um, it's a good it's a good tool to help you to see Christ through a different lens through the not only through the Gospels but throughout the New Testament because he answers the question with every every chapter he, he touches. Mm. So I I think it's awesome. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I'm gonna you you know I. Uh, I love reading books, devotional and, and Christian books, and even especially from people from different traditions that make you think. Uh, it's just, it's so fun. Now, now I do argue. Now, I'm not going to front. I, I, I do argue with the author. I'll be like, no, 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 no. That's, 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 church, that's church tradition. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. No. <laughs> Dude, you know, and I'll actually go, I've been reading, uh, and I'll, I'll recommend this book because it is a good book, but it's also one of those books that has me uh, back and forth where I have lots of notes in the margins where I'm like, emphatic oh, yes that. and then i'm like absolutely not you're absolutely wrong i'm so angry <laughs> with you uh you know check out thomas odin's systematic theology he's a he's a wesleyan theologian from the methodist tradition uh very popular in the late 1900s for basically bringing methodist back to like orthodox christianity oh, um, yeah he, he's uh he does the paleo theology that's exactly right yeah, yeah. he has the pale- yeah, I've, been, and- I've been i've been looking up some i've been looking up some stuff about him yeah, he's got some good stuff. Uh, he he's does. he's 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 a genius, and uh, but some of his conclusions and some of his critiques of and here's the thing: I'm a process theologian. He uh, you know he comes after process theologians, and <laughs> you know, and that's why I write back. I'm like, how dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it's been such a good book because he 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 has given legitimate critiques. And it's uh, had me right in the margins. And I'm like, I have not thought about that before. How do I wrestle, wrestle with that? You know, so it's been, mm-hmm. it's been fun. So check out Thomas Oden. I disagree with him highly, but uh, still worth reading. Um, yeah. So uh, friends, those are your recommendations. This is us. You're, you, we've beautified your ear holes with discussions okay. of Avatar. Um, yeah. And just if, if you, even if you're like whatever about our voices, just go and watch the show. Just go watch the show again uh, and join us again when we talk about uh, Legend of Korra. And then, of course, whenever more Avatar content comes out, live action or the animated movie, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it um, and and we will be glad to have you here. Um, but you should go check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Overcast, uh, Podbean, all of those places, Spotify, where you can get your podcasts. Go to YouTube. We've got a bunch of YouTube content we've been doing lately. Uh, Christian has been working real hard on the YouTube side of things. Um, and then of course, go to our, um, 
oh gosh we have a patreon uh and go support us and we've got extra content on there you know kino and uh christian and i are going to talk about uh who we're going to ship so if you want to hear us talk about our love of characters and relationships you got to subscribe um yep. because that that's going to be quality content but uh you know thanks for thanks for joining us everybody on this journey and uh just remember we are all a chosen people geekdom of priests peace This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.